Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And welcome to the friend zone. <laughs> That's a fun way to start, right? I think so. I think that it's all about um, it's all about catching guy. I to, well, I hate to use the word organic, Tim. Catching guy out, but it's about organic interaction. Do you think the word organics had a good run or a bad run? I think it's had a good run because you see, I think about words. They love it when they get said. And so words like synergy and organic and authentic and true self, those are two words. They've had great runs the last four or five years. It's not really happening anymore, but there was a year recently where efficacy was top of the pops. Really? That's a hard one to say out loud. That was when the when the vaccines were being developed, everyone kept oh, saying true. that everyone was always talking about the efficacy. Like like we all knew that word and had been using it previously. It's a fun one, isn't it? I really like the efficacy. Sen- yeah, what does it like- look like to you? The word, the phonics of it. It looks like vowels and f's mostly. To me, it looks like a staircase, like you're falling downstairs. Efficacy. Oh no, f's to me are like fluffy and sort of pillowy and balloony. Like f's are nice, soft. Like I would love to land on an f or a p. A p is a soft letter. Yeah, fall out of a. An H is a lovely soft letter too. From on high, just fall onto a. Oh, how weird is that? Because P and H equals F. Hey, I like that sentence you said. My theory, or might not have prefaced it with my theory, but you like you think that words love to be said. Yeah, I do. I think you're right. Yeah. So I think to take the words on their own terms for them to have had a good run means a lot of people have said them recently. But okay. What do, you, what do you think about uh, the word wellness? Has wellness had a good run lately? Mm. Yes. As a word. <laughs> By that definition, it has. But the baggage that we bring to the word wellness. Such a funny one, isn't it? Because on the face of it, wellness is like, who wouldn't want to be well? <laughs> Let's all talk about wellness all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. But that's not actually what it means at the moment. No, no. It's got a whole lot of complicated baggage. Yeah. Used to be so simple. Good. How are you, Tim? I've just come to your well, house. <laughs> 
sweating my ass <laughs> off, Guy Montgomery. Yeah. I have been walking around. I tried to get my booster today, but um, the place that I went to wouldn't accept walk-ins, so I've booked them for tomorrow. They're too popular, these boosters. People love Taking them. Taking the nation by storm. Booster. And it is, I would venture to say, north of 92% humidity mm. and like 26 degrees out there. And I have just been walking around shop to shop in my neighborhood looking for a fan. And That's everyone it. is sold out of fans. Yeah. I mean, you do not want to be fan shopping. In New Zealand, you don't want to be shopping for your fans in February. That's true. <laughs> That's just embarrassing. It's ludicrous behavior. It is. It's psycho. But I feel like it's because in previous flats or share houses for our UK listeners that I've been Share in. houses. This is the first one where it's just been me and Zoe. There's always been like a million fans and heaters and yeah. you just kind of like move them around, divvy them up, do yeah, a raffle, yeah. figure it out on the day. Do you, yeah. So you, do you feel like you're learning about yourself that you've never bought a fan? or no, do I'm you not feel learning like... about myself. Okay. What I'm learning is I don't have fans. <laughs> it's fucking humid ass. It's muggy wow. ass. I'm learning about you. I'm learning <laughs> that we need to get you a fan to improve your mood. Zoe is... Um, she said, I love a challenge. I'm going to go find you a fan. Oh, that's sweet. That is why I married you. That, that specific reason. For a fan? Yeah. Well, I'm good too. Thanks for <laughs> asking. <laughs> that's so rude of me. Tell, me, right. tell me about your day, Guy. Tim, what have you been doing today? You said uh, you had a good day. I did before, have a good day. Well, what does that entail? Well, I, um, I woke up at 6.30 and I, I stirred from a dream and it was quite an unusual dream. An old friend from high school, who I'm, st- I'm not really in touch with. The only way we're tangentially in touch is we play in the same fantasy football league, but I've not okay. seen this person for a long time. Okay. And I dreamt I was um, visiting them and that their mother mm-hmm. was keeping them captive in <gasps> their house. Oh, no. And they were sort of trying to tell me that it's all good because they get to crack the window every now and then. And I was saying, that's not all good, man. Like, you you need to be allowed to leave your house and do what you like. And um, we were in the middle of this conversation, and then I, I woke up, and I thought... Wonder what that's about. Wonder what that's about. <laughs> not a person I usually spend a lot of time thinking about. Um, yeah, but maybe the friend's just a vessel, you know? Yeah. Like, maybe the, maybe the specific friend isn't important. It's just they were a... Um, a prop to be yeah. for your brain to figure some stuff out. We still don't know dreams, right? We still don't fully know what they're about. Not really, no. I've heard the best sort of, I don't know, the theory that I like the most, that I've also probably heard the most, is that it's the brain uh, basically trying to make sense of all the stimulus it's got during during the day and got floating around in the head, just trying to but th- this is it all out. What about those morning dreams, though? Because surely you've processed all of yesterday. And, you know, those vivid... No, no, you're thinking too linearly. Why would that be a given? Because <laughs> dreams you, respect the calendar. Do you know what I love? Um, I think I was reading this in the context of Native Americans, certain Native American uh, cultures, but there was... I think it's also shared among some other, like, indigenous people around the world that dreams are considered locations. Like it's a place that you go to Oh, and they're treated really seriously. And like, why not? Because you spend a lot of time. It's like a third of your time. Spend a third of your time asleep. Might so, as well get a good mattress. But it's like, <laughs> this friend zone is sponsored by <laughs> <laughs> This is the most authentic uh, six minute ad for Casper mattresses. All scripted. I said organic at the start. That was a plant. You've been deceived. This is all a D 
deep and hearty plug. It's um, Pee Wee's well, uh, Playhouse, Word of the Day, Authentic. I, I do like to think of dreams as a location. I think that's quite a sweet idea. It's cool, eh? Yeah. And you've got to treat them seriously. But anyway, I woke from my dream and I've been, um, I've, I've been meditating for mm-hmm. almost two weeks now. And so I get Non-stop. up. stop Yeah. And I'm in a good place. <laughs> uh, so I get up early and I do that. And then I, um, I actually, of all things, I, I watered the garden, which was great fun. And I, I cooked Chelsea and I some breakfast. And then I, um, you know, I, I went and played golf with our friend Paul Douglas. Sick. And that was amazing. How's he doing? He's good. He's he's a good guy. Paul Douglas and Guy and I were on a comedy show together. That's right. For like four days ago, and everybody killed. It was a great show. There's a lack of um, stage time in New Zealand at the moment, of quality stage time. I would say. Yeah, it's on account of the virus. Have you guys heard about this virus? It's been doing the rounds. Anyhow, I'm good. I'm now here with you, and uh, you know it's. Everything's going well, man, and I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to dive in. Ooh la la! That's French for I agree. French for the affirmative. Uh, this is the sound it makes when Guy and I both furiously search our phones to get to the friends. Here we messages. go. Damn it! I was that was a race, and you have won. <laughs> Damn right. Uh now, Diff. Frosty, no, I've read that, but I haven't read this. Hey, fellas. Hello. My media feeds, I saw a lot of stories about the first episode of whatever it's called, Sex in the City reboot, just like snap and quickly diminishing returns on subsequent episodes vis-a-vis media coverage, which is fine because I don't care about it. But also, I kind of want to know what happens. Like a car crash full of people you were trying to crash, who were trying to crash their cars together, maybe. You have become my primary source for this. I ain't going to watch it. What am I, a sadist? So thank you for this season. Obviously, thank you for all your seasons, but this one feels somehow more something. I like that it's shorter. I feel a bit about you suffering for our inter- I feel better about you suffering for our entertainment, knowing that it won't last as long this season. You gave yourselves a weird job, and we're weird for applauding it. And that is from a, an author who has not written their name in the message, so I won't say it. But thank you very much, author. I would like to reply to this message at length. Okay. Firstly, thank you for getting in touch and for giving us that message because uh, we just, sort of, I don't know, 12 hours, 24 hours ago, recorded an episode, our last episode of the season, which will come out tomorrow of... Um, and, and just, just like, like that. that, yeah. We didn't really name our season anything. It's just and just like the worst idea does, and just like that. But Becky I, Lucas is on, yeah, that's right. Well, and I kept dragging Guy Montgomery back to the to the plot, and then I wondered aloud halfway through the episode, is anyone listening to this who isn't watching? Because we haven't given strong instructions like we have for the rest of them. I it's, I, I feel I feel safe saying that that's an individual choice. Yeah. I don't have a strong policy or idea of whether or not others should watch it. If you if you're curious. It's not the worst time suck, and you could watch one and decide it is or isn't for you, and that's half an hour of your life, which it's is true. a small commitment. But it is also good that we're kind of making some attempt to say what the plot is on the episode. For those who don't want to join Maybe us. not super ably every time, but we are making some effort. Yeah. The other thing that I want to say about this message in response is you were going to say something. Well, I was just going to say we never named it, but uh, we 
Actually, I feel like uh, Becky accidentally called it And Just Like This <laughs> yeah. in the episode, and that would have been a great name for the season. Spoiler alert, there's lots of laughs, <laughs> in this in this ep. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I can't. I haven't really thought about how to like say this. So this will be a bad articulation of something I was thinking about this week vis-a-vis us doing the season of And Just Like That. But the oh, I know what it was. It's because I was listening to that podcast. I think I told you this. I think it was you who I was talking to. I'm listening to this podcast. Um called Keep the Dream Alive. Yeah. Uh about a studio in San Francisco, a music recording studio. And the guy one of the guys they're interviewing to tell the story of the studio, he was like, I don't really personally get on board with the whole thing of making fun of a band, like having meme bands, you know, like making fun of Nickelback or something for being shit. He's like, as far as I'm concerned, if you get up on stage and perform to any crowd, you're a superhuman, like right then and there. Like, you're doing awesome. So let's celebrate that. And I was like, damn, dude, true. And then it brought me back to the origins of Worst Idea, which was like partially, and this was the same with the Lou review, which is how we met. My, there's a big part of me which has a massive amount of disdain for actual reviewers, <laughs> where I'm just like, fuck you. You didn't make anything. You're just going to sit yeah. there and critique something that a bunch of people spend a long time on. And that has always been my aversion to um, doing things in the way that we've just done this season, which has been fun. But there's a bit of me that's very like self-loathing about it because it's some people are getting a lot out of that series. Some people think it's awesome. Who are we to, to well ruin that? I mean, to to counter your internal argument, I don't think we're reviewing it in traditional terms. I hope not. We're not arriving at it it's from getting... the same entry point as virtually anyone else, that's and also. True. We don't really, like, what we choose to concentrate on, although watching a season in the traditional sense of just watching one episode of, at a time as it's released, it, it lends itself more to your traditional reviewing. I don't think what we're interested in is, like, discussing its merits for a neutral audience to watch, which is traditional reviewing. I People who so. have followed us this far are, are listening to it from an entirely different angle and perspective. From the perspective of following two men who have seen the movies 104 times. <laughs> At the least, two, the two movies, least. those two movies, a hundred and four plus That's times. Right. Okay. The uh, well, I wanted to get that off my chest. I would say that those hundred and four screenings would be, you know, we could describe them as a girthy prologue for and just like that, <laughs> a girthy prologue. If we ever write a book about the, our adventures of podcasting, I want to be titled a girthy prologue. <laughs> If we did, that would just be. I think the whole book should just be a girthy prologue, yeah, and yeah. then the main body's like one page. Yeah, that'd be cool. Kendra, uh oh, the Kendra want my name, want their name. I don't know. Here's the message. I think there are certain things you read or watch or listen to, and they define you when you are young. For me, that was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which completely defined my sense of humor. Specific language choices, a mix of low and high humor, and certain other elements make that book series the funniest thing I've ever read in my life, and I go back to it again and again. Several years ago, I realized one element that I find delightful every time is something called, quote, British man being inconvenienced. It's a major element of the Hitchhiker's Guide and can be found other places too. 
Faulty Towers has it. Lots of British comedy does. And when I found out the worst idea of all, t- when I first found the worst idea of all time, I realised that listening to two New Zealand men go slowly mad was definitely in that category. Over the course of the last couple of years, I have listened to everything in the Twiwat feed, and it's been gold. But I realise I have found a new variation of quote British man being inconvenienced. Early on. I would always laugh when Tim complained about what a terrible time he was having. I'm sorry to laugh at your pain, but it was so funny to listen to you complain about having to watch Grown Ups 2 for the 17th time. But recently, Guy did something that made Tim angry or irritated, which is always more funny. Then, because he is Guy Montgomery, he doubled down and irritated Tim more. And the best part of all is Guy's laugh when he knows he has genuinely gotten Tim's goat. Only true friends can enjoy one another's pain that much, and I must think of myself as your friend too, because I always laugh also. Thank you for all the laughs at your own expense, both of you. I know Paul F. Tompkins has repeatedly told you to stop doing this to yourselves, but I will listen as long as you are doing it. It will always bring me joy. If you read this on the friend zone, you can feel free to say my name, Kendra... Ray Raymond Man, I'm gonna go with. I like it, Kendra. Thank you. Yeah, I, Kendra, I, I particularly enjoyed that message. I don't know how Tim feels about the celebration of my antagonism. I love it. Come on, <laughs> I love it. Holistically, I love it. Yeah, yeah. From a meta point of view, yes, yes. I love it. In the moment, I hate yeah. it. When you exist outside of the moment, of course. And I mean, vice versa. Some of my most frustrated episodes have been when you uh, wield the power of a guest against me and I just can't say anything without being pilloried. But, you know, again, holistically, that's a really good time. (laughs) It's good. It is good. good. We can enjoy... It is a representation of true friendship, as said by Kendra. We can enjoy jabbing at each other, can't we? Because we are two British men being inconvenienced. By ourselves. Dearest, Timbley Wombat Wimbledon, Webdings Webley Wimbley. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bit of fun. And Guy. (laughs) I don't have much to say other than to express my most sincere thanks to the top tier laughs you've provided me and some other listeners. Also, I'm led to believe there's a possibility that I'm not willing to discount that the so-called friends that write into the friend zone are in fact people that you two fabricate so as to appear that you have lots of listeners. Yeah. I'm aware that this is unlikely. Is this how apostroph- apostrophes work? <laughs> anyway, best be off. Thanks for keeping me company on my bike rides around. Where in the world do you think, Tim? South Africa. Perth, West Australia. Pretty fucking close. <laughs> All the best. Say my name, even if it isn't, even though I'm almost positive it is God, it's a lot of different emphasis to put in with all these quotes. Uh, James Shepherd XX, and that's thanks, James. That I need to get my bike fixed. I was just thinking about after James mm. said that with his bike rides, how good it is to ride a bike. How sweet it is to ride my nice bike, nice bike. I made a playlist, guy. I needed Re- the shelter. I found it. For Remy, and I tweeted it out. And uh, I, I put um, that, that song that you uh, put me on to, um, Isn't It Nice to Be Stoned. Oh, Ted Lucas. Such a 
lovely, gentle. Oh yeah, it's a, it's like a lullaby. It is for smoking pot, for smoking weed. It's a great album, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. I've just been listening to that one song. This, this is this is amongst the many things that I'm slowly ebbing away as I attempt to rebuild my life at the start of a year. Uh, one of them has been if I'm enjoying a song by an artist. Why not try listening to the whole album around the song? Yeah. There's a pretty good chance that they did be, did more than just one good thing. Mm, you guys might not realize this, but Guy's a dad now. He listens to albums. <laughs> whole albums in their entirety. Well, Tim is, yeah, and you might genuinely not realize this unless we've discussed it, but Tim is getting really into dad comedy. <laughs> Tim, like, I'm... Oh, just that one joke. I, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited and proud to see your embrace of... Because dad comedy is essentially... Bad comedy. Dad comedy, for you. as far as I'm concerned, is one joke and one joke only. Hi, hungry. I'm dad, <laughs> and I've been applying it incorrectly to everything Zoe has been saying <laughs> the last five months. And that is the hallmark Tim, we of need a to have strong a relationship. Hi, we need to have a talk. <laughs> I'm dad. Tim, I'm this leaving you. Isn't Hi, I'm leaving you. <laughs> okay, is you? Are you sitting down? <laughs> I am now. Is your hat on? Because it might be about to get blown off. I'm sitting down. My hat's on. Give us a hundred US dollars as a donation. Holy shit! Yeah, dude. Serious coin. Hi, fellas. And oh crap! <laughs> Don't say his name. Yeah, yeah. I'll um. Hi, fellas. If you read this on Friendzone. Oh, anonymous, please, if you read this on Friendzone. Like, for so many people, the last 18 months have been awful with illness, the collapse of my marriage, and general malaise. You guys have kept me sane. Best regards, D in, where do you think D is? Brooklyn. No. Portland. Bro, Geneva. Damn. Think bigger. Yeah. I got to be honest with you. I went uh, coast to coast in America then, and I didn't even think of Europe. I never think of Europe, and I'm, I'm sorry to that anonymous author. And I'm glad that we could be of assistance. I've just had a friend uh, recently return from Geneva, and we um, <laughs> and boy, are their conventions tight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but thank no, you. I dig <laughs> it. I dig it. Uh, just got word today, this afternoon, that we're going tramping in June. In winter, you are mm-hmm. with this friend, yeah, dude. There's a whole bunch of us, there's like six of us, high school mates. Oh, you're gonna have fun! It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be just really a quick great. one, a little three day one. It's not a big walk. Is in it the uh, Rimatakas? You're gonna have such a good time. I've got something for you. Hit me. Hi, fellas. You mentioned that in a recent episode of In Just Like That, the TV show Friends was referenced, meaning it exists in the Sex and the City universe. Yes. Well, in season 10, episode 10 of Friends, Rachel says, what is wrong with raising a kid in the city? I'm doing it. Ross is doing it. Sarah Jessica Parker is doing it. This means that Sarah Jessica Parker exists in the Friends universe, <laughs> and therefore she also exists in the Sex and the City universe. Hopefully she'll make a cameo appearance in the future, much like that TV show with two Tim Allens. What? And then there's a screenshot of a TV show with two Tim Allens. Oh, that's very funny. Wait, what the shit is going on? Because this is old Tim Allen. So he's in a... Um... Binford was the, I think, invented hardware company on Tool Time on Home Improvement, and he's wearing one of those shirts, and then he's like, 
dad in a dad shirt. He's he's in he's been in a some sort of mainstream sitcom for a while now. Oh, really? Is this not Home Improvement? It looks like a Home Improvement reboot because he's you know he's like in Home Improvement mode. Well, I think he's I, my guess, and you know, God willing, this author will be able to correct us down the line when we get to it. But is he's starring in the sitcom, the present day sitcom, and then it had a cameo from Tim the Toolman Taylor of the Home Improvement Universe. Seriously, that's what's happened. That's my guess. Holy shit! So this is like the Julia Roberts thing in Ocean's Twelve. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They broke movies. Yeah, I hated that. But it would be fun in Sex in the City because it's such a unambitious product from that point of view. Yeah. You know? And then there was a screenshot from underneath it. I can't tell if they've, I think <laughs> they've written, also, you have fucked my algorithm. And it's just a yeah. screenshot of what's on the algorithm. And it says, and just like that, the real reason Natasha was wearing flats. So. Thank you and apologies. Oh, I guess there was a screenshot, not a link, so we'll never know. You've got to look out for your um. Natasha was the ex of Big, and she was at the funeral, right? She was that one. I uh, she got a. Oh, I don't know if she's at the funeral, but she got a million dollars in the will. Yeah, and and Carrie had to chase her down, and then sort of started stalking. Yeah, her. and you know when I was on the IMDb IMDb page, yes, <laughs> International the Movie Inst- Database page, um. <laughs> It was saying that the actor who played Natasha, yeah. the, the gap between her appearance on Sex and the City and then her appearance on Just Like That represented either the longest or second longest gap between the same character appearing on a sitcom in the history of television. <laughs> That's such a stupid stat. You're welcome. I love it. How, like, okay, I guess it's probably true. It's just a weird thing to keep track of. $10 was sent to us by someone who wrote the following message. Enjoy a Bev on me, gents. The financial incentives are the way to go to get Mark uh, Benanaro on the pod to discuss Emmanuel. Please let me know. Hmm. That's from Brett. Can you know? I'm going to Google that name. Mark Bannon. It doesn't ring any bells for you, Guy? It sounds like um, the name of Mark from Auntie Donna. Oh, shit. It, of course it is. <laughs> Lol. It's Mark. Yeah. I don't know. I don't ever connect him with his last name. In Why my would head. you? It's just Mark. Yeah. Even that, to say it now, feels off balance to me. What? Mark? Yeah, I'm just imagining his face and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Are you a Mark? Peter? <laughs> Definitely not. We love Mark. We do. And we've stopped talking about porn. Oh, oh yeah, we have, sadly. That's good, Tim. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's good we're not talking porn. No, it really is. But it's just a, a shame because it sounds like that could have been an opportunity to get Mark on the pod. That's true. Hey, boys, I'm catching up do on... Do you think Auntie Donna's going to get a second... Series, I hope so. Season, they really. I thought that they really hit it out of the park on season one. Same. It's difficult though because I feel like Netflix doesn't necessarily reward creative integrity or endeavor. It's mostly probably a maths equation somewhere that's deciding where to funnel their money. It feels like it did well for what it was, you know. I agree. Every it it, it got acclaim universally from Mm. what I saw. Yeah, it's so hard to do like absurdist comedy. Sketch code. They did like the hardest thing and they did it so well. Mm. God, they're good. Anyway. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey boys, I'm catching up on back episodes. I'm halfway through Killionaire. Just listening to you guys talk about pitting Bezos against Putin and it reminded me. I worked in the Amazon headquarters for five years. Holy! And they had TVs in the elevators that sometimes would show Russian-style Bezos propaganda videos. Sick. Including one of him standing on top of a wind turbine in a tight white t-shirt with his hands on his hips like Superman. The camera did a slow pullback from his face until it revealed he was on top of the turbine. It was the creepiest shit ever. (laughs) So happy I finally left that toxic environment and started my own business. Love the pod and love you guys. Hope you find this tidbit as funny as I do. Keep up the good work. Lolly Bex. Oh, maybe you didn't say the last name. They wrote their full name. They didn't say don't say it. And also, Dude, it's a pen name. It, it, oh, it's a nom de plume? Yeah. Okay. It does right. not correspond to the name on the email. Yeah. Okay, that's really good to hear. That's really good to hear. No, no, you shake your head. This is Bezos we're talking about. Jeffrey. I could believe that. I mean, and to be fair, if I ran a multinational conglomerate that was trying to monopolize all of the industry in the country that I came from, I'd probably put videos of myself on top of wind turbines and elevators as well. No, come on. Look, it's fine for us to have our little jokes, you know, on our little comedy podcast, but that is the behavior of someone who's completely fucked in the head. Yeah. Don't put propaganda-style videos and imagery in your headquarters of the business that you started. That's psycho. Don't do that. Don't do that, please. <laughs> this is why we hate you, Jeff. It's shit like that, man. Just like so, yeah, it's simple just stuff. Be quiet. Simple you know? fixes. Make all the money in the world, and then just at, at a fucking minimum, be quiet. What do you think about the Rock running for president, Tim? He's going to win. We've been through this. Is We've he discussed a- this at length. 
previously. I know, but uh, I, as it becomes more and more real. Well, you know, he's. I think he's apologized three times in the last week for, for different stuff. So yeah. he's not in a great spot right now, but he's he's just beloved. The only one I saw was he apologized for supporting a Joe Rogan post on Instagram. Yeah, there was some other stuff. Uh, I think he was... Someone found a transphobic tweet from like 10 years ago and someone else pulled up a clip of him being pretty racist in the WWE against Chinese people. Mm. So, you know... Yeah, he'll still win. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. A few, yeah, he's a he's a big slab of granite. The internet does feel particularly exhausting at the moment. I've really been reveling reading a book. Yeah, I've been just I've staying been offline. What book are you reading? Have you I'm told- still reading that same one. It's me too. Reader. No, it's not. I think it's small. I'm just very slow at reading. <gasps> the Ministry for the Future. I love that. I'm, I've got to tell you. haven't even started this bit. Look at this fucking yeah, time. This is the one that's going to take me three years. The Dawn of Everything, A New History of Humanity by David Graeber and David Wingrow. I'm reading this book, Tim, right now, and it is so great. It's called 15 Dogs. It's a little 160-pager. Recipe book? No. Oh. It's about there's two gods hermes and apollo are just on the piss in a pub in toronto Mm -hmm. and they're talking about human intelligence and they're like a humans one of them's like are humans any better than any of the other animals and like well they got human intelligence that's got to come with something and i was like no that's not worth shit the guy's like i reckon if we gave any other species human intelligence it would improve their life and then the other god's like nah if you gave another species human intelligence they would not be any happier for it. It would probably make them worse. Like, okay, a bet. We will imbue the next species we see with human intelligence. And if any of them at the end of their life are happier for it, I win the bet and I owe you a year of human serv- one human year of servitude if you win, you know. And so they leave the pub and they go to this like kennel or vet and they find 15 dogs and they're like, bang, these dogs have now got human intelligence. And then they... Then the book leaves them alone, and now you're just with the dogs, and the dogs are just like figuring out what it is to think and what they're up to. Cool. Yeah. This sounds awesome. It's fantastic. What put you onto this book? How'd you find out about uh, it? My friend Joe told me about it. It's something, the style of book, it's called something called an epilogue, which is uh, a brief fable or allegorical story with, a pointed or, with pointed or exaggerated details, meant to serve as a pleasant vehicle for a moral doctrine. Oh, that's nice. Or to convey a useful lesson. Oh. Anyway, that's what I'm doing. By someone called Andre Alexis. Um, I'm going to read one more message. And then are you going to hang up the microphone forever? Forever. Forever, ever. $25 has come in by someone, and there's no message attached, so I don't know whether to... I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place there. $20 has come in from, it's, this is for Monty's show cancellation fees. There's some serious bullshit, mate. Oh, wow. Share with Bat at your discretion. Oh, I better give you some money. Um, that was from August, uh, September the 2nd. Was that around when you had to shit can your tour? Yeah, precisely. Well, people paid attention, guy. Also, Chris gave us money. What is this one? Hmm. 
Interesting. All right, I'm getting into things that aren't very entertaining or uh, very easy to pass. Have you got a message you'd like to? What does that mean to take us out? I well, I was actually just digging through comments on our Facebook page, and this is someone's written on the wall of the worst idea of all time on Facebook. Great. I haven't seen one of these for a while. And People this, writing on walls. This was 16 weeks ago. I don't even have a date. I've just got the idea of 16 weeks. It's four months. Now it's February. We're talking November? I suppose so. I'm really going to miss George Lazenby and the Boner Inspector at the end of the season. They've been a really great addition to the podcast and a clear indicator of whether it's been a good day or a bad day at the office based on how much oomph is put into the <laughs> Boner Inspector <laughs> announcement and how long they're both allowed to stick around for. It's <laughs> the whole thing. That's all it says. <laughs> Dipsticks. Dipsticks for mood of the boys. Really nice. Uh, accurate too. That is exactly what those those character tools are. All right. Um, what's going to happen now, Guy? In our lives? Yeah. In our life together? Uh, yeah. Well, today I'm going to go home and I reckon you're going to hopefully find a fan. Yes, I am home. I do need to find a fan. I could. Life's kind of nice when it's that simple, isn't it? It's like right now I've got this one objective, one, one thing to do. That is, let's find a fan. That's the dream. <laughs> this is why video games are fun. It's like go and find a fan. It's like I can do that. I can go and this find is, a fan in the is, village from the shop. Well, I find the realism of. I mean, we don't have time to get into it, but like the metaverse and like these things where it's like you were. Assu- this is your podcast. I know. We've got all the time you want. When you assume that we have all the time in the world. Which was, was that on your Remy playlist? Yes. I think it was from On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yes. Alongside Nobody Does It Better. Correct. Louis Armstrong and then Carly Simon, um, respectively. But when like virtual reality just becomes as reductive and mundane as ordinary life, video game is fun. Like you shouldn't have responsibilities inside of a video of game. Of course. What a stupid showcase by Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> to go... Here's my vision for the metaverse. You're in your office, but you're wearing goggles. <laughs> like, what? Can't we fly? Uh, oh, yeah, I guess you could fly. But why would you want to when you could be in, at the office? In goggles. <laughs> um, I don't know. what. What's... Any other topics you want to get, get into? No, I mean, look, I'm, I'm enjoying the book. I'm, um... Well, here's my word of the day. Elucidate. Okay. See if you can ram it into a sentence. Me? Uh, well, I'm not going to oh, elucidate anyone. I'm not going to elucidate any further on my my thoughts on the book or my day. I'm going to go and get on with it. Yes, I'm going to go elucidate the day. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Oh, actually, there's something I, do, I would like to say, which is not only am I coming to Melbourne, Australia, to do my stand-up comedy show, but I'm also doing... Four nights only on Friday, late night shows. Guy Montgomery's Guy Mont Spelling Bee. Mm-hmm. I'm getting comedians from around the festival mm-hmm. and I'm getting them to spell words. Yeah. The show is designed to be fun to watch and annoying to take part in. Yes. Please come. What venue? It's in a big room. It's in like a 300 seat room, I think. Awesome. Hopefully. Or embarrassing. One or t'other. Time, Time will tell. tell. Goodbye, everybody. Fare thee well. Go see Guy at the festival if you're in Melbourne. Yeah. In Sydney? Yeah. And Sydney. Goodbye. <laughs>
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.